welcome to SME Matters with Craig and Angela. An in-depth look at news, issues and trends for SME business owners and their advisors. The issues that really matter. This is SME Radio, powered by Eagle Waves Radio and broadcasting from Vivo Cafe, Sydney. Welcome to SME Radio. You're listening to SME Matters uh, with uh, Angela and Craig. Almost forgot who I was, Craig. Excellent. Starting well. well yes. Yeah, Strong not, start. Not, not the most inspiring with point for a host, sure. is it? <laughs> How are you? I'm very well. Looking forward to catching up today. Yes. Now, uh, there are entrepreneurs um, and there are consultants and then there are consultants who are entrepreneurs. Yes. Which I find fascinating. It's a little bit interesting, isn't yes. it? Yes. And so we brought one in the studio with us today to talk about it. Um, Richard, good good morning. How are you? Good morning, Angela. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I can't wait to um, technically get my hands on you. <laughs> um, Richard Roberts is from Node Consulting, but um, Richard has a very interesting past, present and future um, to discuss with us. So you do come to us from England, London. Yep. Tell us a bit about your background, business background there, and then what brought you to Australia and, and what you've done here. Okay, so I ran quite a successful record company in London Music. Um, <laughs> independent, you know, fighting that independent war against all the majors, and I kind of find myself in that space still now. And in the early 90s, when before you're downloading, you could actually sell stuff. Yeah. And you can make some money on it. And your biggest decisions were... Do you do vinyl or CD? And we were just at that cusp where you did both, so it was very expensive. Um, so I had this independent label. We were actually quite successful. Signed um, someone who's headlining at the Sydney Festival next month, uh, PJ Harvey. Right. Um, put her first album out, Stereo Lab, Mouse on Mars. So it was a really globally quite a successful thing. I did that for seven or eight years and just realised that it was something I started as a hobby but had taken over my life. And as I was traveling the world, I um, met an Australian girl and we got married. And as you some, do, as you do Richard. So yes, many times. It's do. all about the romance. So many times. And, and, and so we got married and then ended up coming to Australia. And sadly, within a few months, the marriage had broken down. But uh, Also the way of yeah, romance. Also the way of romance, absolutely. And so I then started um, working for Festival Records here, um, using some of that, that experience that I'd gained in the UK. Uh, knitting them into global markets, trying to get them to understand that, you know, Australia's singing in the rock and roll language. Yep. It's singing in English, but on a global stage, particularly at that point, it was really kind of underachieving. And so, um, and Festival Records were going through a, 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 an interesting phase too, too. So I worked with them for a few years and then decided that that wasn't something I wanted to do anymore. And so after like 17 years in music, I just thought, no, nah, let's do something else. I bought a, a, a retailer with a, a, a then partner and within a few months that had won a, a retailer of the year for, for, for sydney um it was in beauty and after that i kind of just music beauty yeah so it's kind of like presentations obviously a big thing with me um so i went from that and then i went to work in the corporate world actually because i'd never done that before i wanted to see what the discipline required for that did, was. You, did you think the grass was greener on the other side i was interested to know because everyone talked about the amount of money they used to make so i was interested to know what it was like um and so i went and worked for a bank as a manager for a couple of years and i actually have to say i really enjoyed it 
So I enjoyed the fact that people could tell me what to do and I enjoyed the fact that I got money in my bank account that I it's, didn't have to plot for. It's very curious because you're coming from a creative world, yeah. um, music mm. and, and, and running you know, an independent label and you know, retailing. It's, it's a creative world and banking. Look, but I think it served me really well. I, I, I think, for example, when the, in the very next role that was the, the city's role advertising around the Lameways program, which they wanted to run, they wanted to work with creative businesses, but they needed the city needs that governance. And they advertised for someone that had a creative, creative background that knew how small business had worked, but also had a financial background. And of course, they, they threw... Needed, they needed the discipline with them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and they threw that out there. And it was strange enough, the discipline that I'd gone for myself. And so when I applied for the role, um, I, you know, you never know how these things are going to go. And as, as things tend to be, sometimes you don't hear for months on end, you think, well, I wonder what happened with that. And suddenly you get a phone call saying, oh, yeah, you know, can you go for a health check? <laughs> and, you know, you, and how long is it going to take you to start? Because and we need the, you now. And by the way, what's your police record like? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, yeah, you go through all this. But then I started in that role at the city, which it really was literally because it was also the small bars program. Yeah. So I was given a blank piece of paper and told, this is a really hot topic for us. We want small businesses to be successful this whole thing around small bars is great what does it look like so you you're talking about a project though that started in geographically in environments that weren't activated or developed so they had to be physically zhuzhed up um, and had space open up and then and then craig um, richard's also coming from you know that that um uh that council world where not only did they had to physically improve the areas to open up the small bars but develop the the whole vision of what the small bars were going to deliver and make sure that that happened. And then you you also came up with the Fine Grain yeah, so Grants the, Program. Well, the, the Fine Grain Program was already in place. It was actually, it's interesting what you're talking about there because I ended up managing like a, a cr- one of the very few um, positions at council was across council. Yep. So you, you didn't really have a team as such. You were really trying to knit together the relevant people and get them on board and you 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 know at times you certainly meet resistance in those in those well you had to you had to make sure you could get the money to fund the project and get planning and everyone else on board you're talking about extremes yeah look it was government creatives money and planning absolutely you you know it's a triple cocktail threat and you have to sit in the middle of all of that and take it you know for example people will say now i had a small bars program what a great thing it was really obvious but it wasn't yeah i was i i had a blank piece of paper and I then had to sell that to the entrepreneur to invest this couple of hundred thousand dollars in an idea that the city said will work and I'm trying to curate. And it's just like, well, I don't quite know how this looks, <laughs> you know, but here's the business model that I think will work. So it's interesting you use the word curate yes. um, around it. Yeah, look, it, I, 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 that was a word that was given to me and I was really sceptical, I have to be honest about yep. it, because I don't think, can you curate business as such? But but actually, I, I kind it of fits found... It though. Yeah, it fits. When, mm. when, and, and I think that's why it works really well. And I actually think that councils need to look at this a little bit more because it was a project they really wanted to run. So they needed someone with focus on it, someone that understood it, and then someone, you know, someone that they could come, that, that, that people, businesses could come to who really kind of sat in the middle and was really kind of on their side. So um, we've got the Small Bars Program. Another very exciting program that you started from scratch was the food truck, food I, trucks. Yes. Now, I, I, we, we've been looking for some diversification at night, not involving alcohol, as, yep. as I'm sure you're aware. Um, so we were looking for something different. And I had seen food truck competitions overseas and I'd been reading about them in the papers. And I was kind of intrigued what it was and what it was all about. And I kind of got a few cuttings together and um, 
someone was starting to look at the nighttime economy at the city and I'm like well this could actually be a really perfect fit because part of the findings of Open Sydney was they wanted that diversification and cheaper and more affordable food offerings. So I started to develop uh, some policy and strategy around that. I'm not a great policy writer, so they've got someone else to do that. But again, you curate a program, yep. um, a small business program, yep. because the food truck operators were small businesses or yep. are small businesses. And but the collateral and the assets around that, there's the, the website, there's the app, there's the grants around that as well. There's the planning and compliance. Again, another mirror it, image of bringing all those look, departments it, it, together. It, look, it was, and 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 it was a really good. That one particularly was a really great example of trying to understand and why why a role similar to the one that I had at the city was really important at that time. Trying to understand what are the barriers here, and have someone trying to look at it from a business perspective. Yeah rather than looking at it from a council perspective where the council will say, oh, no, no. Yeah. I'm trying to say, well, why not? You know, so it was like, it was trying to get that angle established. And then, as you say, perhaps throw some commercial aspects out there because one of the things that we that, that I really was on straight away was I was fascinated by how the food trucks overseas had marketed themselves via apps. And this was, this was an emerging technology in Twitter. And these were new things at that point. We didn't really know how they were working. And so I thought, well, I think an app's going to be a great thing. And the, and the city, to be fair, had a couple, but they were reactive. And yep. I wanted this one to be proactive from day one for it to be built for this purpose, not uh, as an afterthought. And so I, I kind of decided to, to, to what, what was required around that. And so I did a bit of design, what I kind of felt it you know, could look like and functionality around it, around how it would work. And there were a couple of interesting things in it. And actually then one, I think in 2012, iTunes app of the year, which was That's right. for disruptive for services, disruptive. which was, at, you know, I'm like, what is a disruptive service? And apparently- Completely unexpected. Yeah, and, and everyone's like, that's the one that all the tech kids want, you know? So we've seen you go from um, music, beauty, <laughs> banking, into government yep. um, and disrupting the kind of business government yep. model there. And now, back into business for yourself yes. um, with Node Consulting. Yes. So just before that, we, we're going to um, have part two to the show yep. um, and um, and come back with um, with Richard Roberts again and get straight into Node Consulting and talk about how uh, government and business can work together and, and what you're doing in your new business to help small business owners um, disrupt. Great. I think yeah, we might say that. that. <laughs> you're listening to SME Radio. This is SME Matters. We'll be back soon. SME Radio is backed by the power of the SME Association and its 30,000-strong national membership. For more information on the association and to become a member, please go to www.smea.org.au. listening to SME Radio. This is a shameless plug for an advertiser, sponsor or partner. If you want your business name here and to reach our more than 33,000 members right across Australia, then give us a call. You can reach us via the website smeradio.com.au. Thanks for listening. Hello, 
you're listening to SME Radio and this is SME Matters. We're back with part two of uh, Node Consulting and Richard Roberts. Craig, we're very lucky to get Richard in here. I mean, uh, independent music label in, in the UK and it's a great in Australia, story. Festival Records, small bars, laneways, apps, food trucks. It's a great story and it was really interesting to hear about um, government, which is typically, in my experience, absolutely hopeless and at helping small business. Yeah. The last thing in my experience any small business owner wants to hear is, I'm from the government, I'm going to help you. Because yeah. they go, no, 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 please don't. I'm fine. <laughs> Stay out of my way, I can do but it. But interestingly, you know, the stuff that we're talking about before has been hugely successful. It's and, been a and, great program. And sounds very entrepreneurial. Absolutely. And it's very unusual for governments to behave like very that. Imp- so clearly it's the people. Obviously. It's the people that change. Welcome back, Richard. Hi. Now that we've talked about you, we want to talk more with you. So tell us now, Node Consulting. I know we've got a little bit about your background, but what are you trying to do here now? I, so when I left the council probably about a year ago, I was trying to, which was an interesting one given what Chris is talking about, because you can only go so far and they do end up banging your head on the table. And it's like, well, why can't they see this? And why can't they do that? And, and part of the problem is, of course, and absolutely, government is regulated and there, is, there are certain things they can and can't do, but that's not necessarily always... Um, in favour of the business and isn't actually sometimes acting in favour of the community either because sometimes what the community want the government feels that it can't do but I think there were opportunities that where if there was one step away from government for a business and given that I'd kind of worked in that role for seven or eight years I felt that there was that entrepreneur in me I guess came out again it was like well there is a gap here and um, I have all of that internal knowledge of how government works I've run those programs, which are which were seen to be quite and, successful, and curated them, and curated them, absolutely. and disrupted them, and disrupted them absolutely. And I obviously come from my business background too, so I felt that if I could position myself well enough, I would be able to work for both businesses and the council to understand how they speak to each other, what the opportunities are for each other, and sometimes you know if councils are prepared to take that little extra step to be that little bit brave and not it's not really even risk taking it's just sometimes just doing the right thing it's not it's not risk taking it's being brave you're right and thinking outside the square and not worrying that they might be the first to do it it's okay they don't mind not being first. They'll adopt almost anything if someone else has already done I, it. I, I look, one of the fascinating things, so, so slightly got a message here, is that I was always asked, well, where's the data? Where's the research? And I'm like, but if you're first, there isn't any. You know? And trying to get council to understand It's funny because I tell the bank that all the time, but I'm first. <laughs> so so it, it, that, 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 that was always a fascinating space for me. It's like, but no, this is a new idea. Um, so, yeah, yeah it, I think councils can be brave, and there are certainly people out there I think at City, in every department, you'd always find that one person that really understood or really bought into what you were trying to do. And so now it's a case of doing that. And so I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm, I'm focusing on things like that's on small businesses, on startup. There's a lot of regulation around small bars. So I'm sitting in that space to help them understand what they need to do if they're as a startup to build their business model. Because obviously I've built the business model for close to 100 bars in, right. in and around the city. So are you looking at providing advice? Yes. I mean, you're a consultant. Yep. On how to structure your startup model of um, yep. in particular small bars or outside that? Look, I, I think small bars is a specialism and it's, it's obviously a skill set that I've developed and developed that business model for. So it is a focus. But I come from a small business background. I knew nothing about the music industry when I got into yeah. it. I knew nothing about bars when I got into that. 
and I'd like to think I know something about consulting, so I'm at least one step along the way here. A lot of um, people tell you that's a big advantage, though, actually. Look, I, look, and, and, to and walk I, into an industry with no preconception about it's always been done like that. Because you're bound... sometimes to, an advantage. And you're bound to disrupt it. Absolutely. And look, I, absolutely. And, and I, I completely wholeheartedly agree with that because I had not, you know, nothing about retail. I didn't know anything about retail, but... I and there's a lot of us in retail that know nothing about retail. <laughs> <laughs> look, I just, I, I, look, I, my focus has always just been trying to be the best that you can be and trying to understand before you take any decision what is out there, what the opportunities are. And so I was very focused on try, trying to establish these businesses and trying to do these things and trying to do it without it, you know, with it as, as Craig alludes to, like a blank piece of paper. And I think that's what really worked. So I'm, I have an idea for a small bar. Yep. I need to contact you, yep. and then you sit down with me and yep. you say, "What's your idea?" Yep, and we work from there. Yep, no, absolutely, it's from concept up, and and look, and a couple of times I've had to say say to people, "I don't really think you're cut out to do this." So you, you would know? say that absolutely, because I would say you know that. that's the gold information that any startup or entrepreneur needs to hear. Not necessarily listen to; they don't want to hear it, but. They but, need, but they want to. They need to. They need to. And, and 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 seriously, I've done that two or three times, and those people have always come back to me and said thank you because I wasn't ready. And I've said like, go away and work in a. And bar, neither was the idea. It. Yeah, absolutely. Because find out what the idea was. Yeah. You get. I mean, I'll compare it now to a little bit of music. You know, like Australian Idol when people go and audition, and the judges go, "Who told you you could sing?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what were you? <laughs> Who thinking? told you that? <laughs> Look, just because you have an idea doesn't mean it's a good idea. You know, it's a case of I've sat there with that experience now, and I can say, "Look, this will work, or this won't work." So they'll come to me and I'll talk about location. And so, you know, I can very much tell from looking at a location if it's going to work. And just straight up, that's going to save them submitting the, the, the costs of submitting a consent. Yep. The cost of going through all the plans, getting all of those things drawn up. So from that very first stage, I can help them. And, you know, from that point, I would then start helping them down the path. But it's also, I think, an important part to switch this slightly to, 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 to the government angle. I'm like, starting to work with government other local government to help them understand what their opportunities are because they've looked at what the city's been doing and they've been fascinated by it but they haven't quite known how it's worked so we've got we've got three tiers of government we have local state and federal all of whom propose um, that in some way or another they have small business as a focus and a priority because we're the engine room of the economy blah 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 we've we've heard it all before and it resurrects itself come every election time but all three tiers of government have very unique abilities if they wanted to to actually physically assist small business and local government is very well placed because it's that that local integration of small business physically um, how it can ramp up activity in that area it can activate spaces that are just sitting there doing nothing now it can bring job employment to the area Local is, is local. I mean, I'm, I'm an advocate of getting rid of state government. I've always said that. Don't hide it. No offence to everyone out there. But it, it seems to me quite a no-brainer if you just pumped more into local to activate local and left all the big picture, hospitals, roads, police, things like that to federal government, it would be fine. We'd save a hell of a lot of money. A lot of money saved, Save absolutely. a hell of, you know, get rid of a whole <laughs> level. A whole other level. A whole bunch of unemployed politicians. That's okay. Um, That's good for some okay. of them. Yeah, work for small business. But yeah, local government really has a big part to play. Look, I completely agree. I come from the UK where we don't have the equivalent of state government yeah. and I've never understood it the whole time I've been here because to me it's just another level of red tape. And I think one of the fascinating things that, that, that in working in government and trying to help businesses is that 
you, every so often someone will come along and say, yeah, we're going to cut the red tape. And then the first thing they do is set up another department to do it. Yeah. And it's just like, well, isn't that a whole other group of regulations that businesses now need to deal with? And know? we always talk yeah. about government being clunky. Right? They have a level of governments, governance that they have to adhere to because it's not their money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not seed funding from a startup yep. and a VC. It's ratepayers' money and they should be careful with it. Look, absolutely. I, agree. I completely agree with that. But there's also that I think partly what happens around that space is the danger is that you spend a lot of time, effort and money trying to conserve the money and the, the procurement issues. And it's like, well, how much money has that cost you to go through that process to get all those voices heard, to cover all your bases when three people have objected? Well, to a, a, a typical um, uh, uh what actually happens, the end result there is that there's a lot of money spent on time and procurement Absolutely. to come up with the fact that this hasn't worked and someone else needs to do it now and give it to one person. So it, it happens all the time. Look, but uh, Look, absolutely. And, and then you go back to the issue that, that, that I said previously about how government requires research and proof yep. because they want to make those ideas happen. But then nothing new happens if that's consistently how Correct. it works. Yes. You yep. know, it's like you've got to, and, 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 and th- that's why I went travelling last year. It was to go to London, go to New York, see what was going on and to see the energy there. And then you come back to Sydney and you're thinking, if only, you know, it's like... I think what, what i am been hoping for for a long time is that a new breed of politician um, will come in to shake up the bureaucrats a little bit and get the entrepreneurs or those with entrepreneurial spirit who still are interested in civic service because it is government is all about civic service. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've met the same people that I have. There are some people who are made for that and they really want to serve the greater good of the public and it's not about the paycheck. Look, I think, look, I think that's fascinating and, and, and I found myself questioning that amongst myself, as Craig mentioned earlier, like this strange background that I had because I've been quite successful quite young and I'd made my money. Still young. Still young, I'd like to think. We're but still I, but, young. But, 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 but I'd made my money and so there was nothing to prove, there was no need yeah. for ego. And I just wanted the next, I wanted everybody else to experience what I'd experienced to give themselves the best opportunity to do something. And I had amazing mentors. And I think mentoring is, 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 is like this great space where yeah. people you, you know, can, can use their time effectively to help the next generation with their ideas, to help them achieve. And that's really what I went, why I went into to work in the programs at the city. It was, it was something I was interested in doing and something that I'm trying to do now in my, my new business. Your new business venture, because yeah. you can't keep an entrepreneur in a box for too long, Craig. Absolutely. We know that, right? Definitely. Thank you very much, Richard, for speaking to us today. Now, if people want to contact you to get their small business bar idea off the ground or another idea perhaps because I know that you're very entrepreneurial, so I'm sure you'll be as intrigued um, by a new idea as they would be to give it to you. Oh, look, absolutely. How can they reach you? They can reach me via um, email, which is rjproberts at me.com. That's me.com or via my website, which is www.nodesyd.com. And reach out reach and out. connect. Come find me. All right. You've been listening to SME Radio. This is SME Matters. Talk soon. This is SME Radio, powered by Eagle Ways Radio and broadcasting from Vivo Cafe, Sydney. Want to reach more small business owners? We can help. Advertise with us and connect with more than 30,000 SMEs across Australia. smeradio.com.au